0: chapter eighteen of armand durand by rosanna le Prouin. this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by bruce peary the journey to quebec was performed without farther incident they arrived late in the evening and l'esperance who was thoroughly acquainted with that ancient city piloted them to a cheap inn in the lower town where they could pass the time till armand would have found out a boarding-house now durand come and join us said l'esperance heartily after delima thoroughly worn out with her fatiguing journey had retired for the night come we will have pipes and glasses in and make a night of it don't shake your head so solemnly old fellow think what a good time we had at the maple leaf yesterday and you not a bit the worse for it next morning it was the first night of the kind l'esperance that i ever spent and i firmly intend that it shall be the last tis useless asking now for neither persuasion nor mockery can move me still the tempter persisted he did not want to lead armand into any excess he only wished that they should pass a social merry evening together but ever between him and the one whose fall he sought to compass the calm noble face of gertrude rose up at once a shield and safeguard a cheap and tolerably comfortable boarding-house was found by our hero next day and he and his wife installed in it without delay he then sought out mr Duchenne, and on presenting a letter furnished him by belfond was received with marked civility and at once assigned his place in the office which differed very little from the one he had occupied in the rival city except that it was still dingier darker and dirtier of course delima fretted and murmured she found the hills fearfully steep and slippery the streets narrow and dirty and the shops small and mean in their exterior but extortionate in their prices to these complaints childish though they were the young husband listened with more sympathy than he had been accustomed to vouchsafe her latterly for delima's health was anything but satisfactory so thought the experienced physician whom he lost no time in consulting and who prescribed delicate nourishment good wine daily driving when the invalid felt unequal to the fatigue of walking with apparently very little beneficial result either the total separation from that arch mischief-maker mrs martel or the hopes of coming maternity exercised a very softening influence on dulima's character of childish fretfulness and complaints there was still any amount enough to put dr meunier at times out of all patience but the olden spirit of arrogance and aggression was entirely laid at rest her dependence on armand was now carried into the smallest details and as the hour approached for his return she would seat herself near the window of their little room watching for him if he were at all behind time a thing sometimes the case where messages often devolved on him she would upbraid him with his neglect and indifference declaring he remained away because he found the time passed with her wearisome to a man of a less generous or gentle disposition than armand durand was all this would have proved intolerably irksome but he found an excuse for all moods of her waywardness in her ailing health and lonely isolated condition they had no friends or acquaintances in quebec and they formed none armand knew a few lawyers or students some of whom he had previously met in montreal but the intimacy proceeded no farther than a bow or perhaps a hand greeting in the street fortunately for delima her landlady was a kind motherly person but her housekeeping cares united to her anxieties respecting her boarders and three small children left her little leisure to talk or listen to her new lodger new year's day was at hand and it dawned on the old city with a sun of wonderful brilliancy but though the cold was severe the sleighing was splendid and the sky without a cloud the streets were filled with horses of every color and vehicles of every description these latter crowded chiefly with the sterner sex for on that special festival the feminine part of the population remain at home to receive their male friends dressed in a plain dark dressing-gown for her love of finery and dress seemed almost to have deserted her delima looking very quiet and dull was seated in her easy armchair which was drawn up close to the window to enable her to look on the gay scene without a quick light step sounded on the stairs and armand entered "See, mrs durand he gaily said i have brought you your Etrene new year's gift and as he spoke he opened and handed her a tiny pasteboard box where nestling in a layer of cotton wadding was a small though very pretty brooch she took it whilst a faint smile lighted up her beautiful face and with an attempt at her olden coquetry fastened it in her dress it becomes you very well indeed but next year we must have something costlier this speech touched some painful chord or presentiment in the young wife's breast and bursting into tears she sobbed forth armand armand my heart tells me i shall never see another new year grieved by her despondency durand did his best to coax or laugh her out and taking her hand he gently said say dear wife is there anything you would wish me to do for you i have but one wish in the world now but i know you would never consent to it so i need not name it an inkling of the truth flashed across our hero's mind causing him to fairly shudder with dismay but he looked at the pale tearful young face beseechingly raised to his and he courageously asked what is it to have cousin martel here to take care of me through all my troubles armand's mind took in at once the worry the domestic storms the intense discomfort comprehended in this simple sentence and he remained silent his companion went on you know old miss Dupré, who occupied the little room next to us has gone to spend the winter with her friends in three rivers so we could get it for cousin martel she would willingly come if we asked her and it would be such a comfort to have her with me instead of sitting moping alone here all day oh do dear armand consent it was not in durand's nature to refuse so he rejoined i suppose i must not say no to any request made on new year's day so write to her when you like and tell her we will pay all her expenses how good you are armand i fear she would not come without that i had to pay her out of the housekeeping money for the pretty dresses she bought me when i first came from st laurent and now let me look again at my pretty brooch i have not felt so cheerful for a long time whatever durand's secret thoughts were he kept them to himself and new year's day closed more pleasantly for the young couple than it had dawned mrs martel most willingly accepted the invitation and in what seemed to the young husband a miraculously short time arrived with her trunk and bandboxes lodged and boarded at armand's expense she felt obliged to behave at least tolerably well but her eternal presence in the one little room appertaining to him was in itself a sore trial of course the invalid now consumed mysteriously enough a double quantity of wine and dainties without gaining any extra plumpness thereby but armand found no fault as long as he was able to meet all these extra expenses which he contrived to do by practising rigid economy where his personal tastes or pleasures were concerned and by toiling late and early over the copying which mr Duchenne, in pursuance of a promise made to belfond plentifully procured him one afternoon that he had mentioned to delima the probability of his early return owing to a half-holiday granted at the office he was agreeably surprised on entering to find her alone where is mrs martel he asked i have sent her out on a couple of messages that will keep her busy till dark the truth is armand i am tired of her well that is something new i fear next you will be growing tired of myself and sending me off also ah there's no danger of that since i have lived with you here alone without someone always talking ill of you and putting mischief into my head i feel very differently towards you armand i have been anything but a good wife nonsense little delima don't mind that we'll all turn over a new and very pleasant leaf soon you will turn it over alone my husband and i honestly wish it may be a happy one was the quiet low-toned reply why i'll really begin to wish for old cousin martel after all if you talk in this unreasonable manner no no it was decreed that you should die a judge's wife And when we remember that I have not passed my examination yet, you will see there is a long lease of life allotted you." She shook her head, but made no attempt to prevent her husband from diverting the conversation into a more cheerful channel. Both the young people looked up regretfully when Mrs. Martell, flushed and important, bustled into the room. After loquaciously detailing the fatigues of her expedition, her escapes from falls on slippery sidewalks, runaway horses, from robbers under guise of extortionate shopkeepers, she displayed her purchases, enlarging on her own superior skill in bargaining, as successfully opposed to the chicanery of the tradesmen with whom she had had to contend. This latter fruitful topic exhausted, she suddenly discovered that the apartment was cold and flinging back the stove door with a loud crash threw in several billets of wood wondering all the while how armand could sit quietly there and let the room get so very cold but it is quite warm enough cousin martel and we have already an excellent fire besides interposed armand dr meunier has specially interdicted keeping the room too hot he says it weakens that for doctor meunier's opinions or indeed for those of any other inexperienced young man and she disdainfully snapped her fingers together i should think i know something about nursing and sick-rooms by this time here it must be premised that a brisk warfare had been inaugurated between delima's medical attendant and mrs martel from the first arrival of the latter that worthy matron instinctively opposing every injunction or recommendation of the higher authority dr meunier would cheerfully enter the room and after commenting on the beauty of the weather suggest a walk or a drive according to circumstances just heavens go out to-day doctor why she would freeze to death look outside at the icicles hanging to the horses noses she needn't look at them ma'am if they frighten her would be the unceremonious reply or perhaps he would make his visit on some occasion when under favor of armand's absence and her own management the apartment was hot as a furnace and he would savagely inquire which object she had in view roasting the patient alive at once or weakening her to death by the same atrocious expenditure of caloric weakening her indeed doctor mrs martel would indignantly reply a good fire or good food never weakened anybody yet i want no old woman's fancies if you please ma'am in this sick-room they have killed more unfortunates than disease has ever done you want to kill her your own way his feminine antagonist would murmur sotto in dr Monier's absence his orders were still more systematically set at defiance the open-air exercise or drive would be adjourned to a more favorable day the stove piled full of wood and more than this the physician's tonics or draughts set aside under plea that a bowl of broth or a glass of warm negus would prove more beneficial than nasty drugs now though mrs martel had no faith in the physician's preparations she had a considerable amount of it in her own tisanes and liberally supplied the invalid with them this latter measure however was known only to herself for quiet as armand was in other respects she knew he would never tolerate so audacious a revolt against medical authority though probably ignorant of the half of mrs martel's shortcomings dr meunier had already expressed his opinion regarding her in the plainest terms to our hero concluding his remarks on one occasion by saying were she a hired nurse mr durand i would certainly take her by the shoulders and turn her out in consequence of this opinion armand sounded his wife as to the possibility of their visitor being induced to shorten her stay at present under the condition of making up for it by a longer visit at a later time but the mention of such a thing threw delima into a paroxysm of weeping during which she passionately declared that she knew if mrs martel left her now she would never see her again the subject was in consequence abandoned and matters remained in the same condition till the arrival of the event so anxiously expected poor delima's sad presentiments of the last few weeks were only too well founded and the evening of the day that saw armand a father found him sitting pale and awestruck like one in some terrible dream beside the lifeless forms of wife and child a few words of farewell to her husband a passionate kiss on the baby brow yet moist from the waters of baptism and on which the chill damps of death were already gathering and the spirit of the young wife had passed into eternity almost immediately followed by that of her sinless child rarely had funereal tapers shed their pallid light on two lovelier relics of sad humanity than on that beautiful young mother and her infant death had sharpened without rendering harsh the feeble lineaments of early infancy till the little waxen face bore a startling resemblance to the placid statuesque countenance beside which it lay on the snow-white pillow in the course of the long night that the new-made widower passed beside that hushed quiet bed he had shortly almost sternly refused all offers of companionship during his last sad watch sharp and severe was the self-examination he mentally subjected himself to he felt he had never loved her to whom he had solemnly vowed love at the altar but then he had been faithful and had cherished her in sickness as in health bearing perhaps more patiently with her faults and foibles than if she had been throned in his inmost heart Ah, conscience was all the easier now that he had suffered and borne in patience instead of retaliating even when he had had good cause for doing so he could now gaze sadly down on that beautiful face without reading reproach in its pallid marble features and without tormenting himself with vain regrets that he could not expiate a past which was now beyond his reach from the hour armand lost his wife a remarkable change became apparent in the tone and demeanor of his whilom landlady mrs martel the half familiar half defiant manner that had characterized her since his entrance into her family entirely disappeared and the olden courtesy which had marked her first intercourse with her young gentleman lodger resumed after seeing delima laid in the quiet cemetery of st louis she impressively bade the young widower farewell feeling that all future intercourse between them was at an end a supposition in which she was not mistaken end of chapter 18.